Hello and welcome to season three and episode one of The Educators. I am really, really delighted to welcome Hugh Viney today. A little bit about Hugh and a little bit about us at Full Circle. We offer consultancy to online international independent schools on strategic development, particularly in hybrid learning, growth and team development, middle and senior leadership. And a particular interest of ours over the last two years has been online schools. We've been really lucky to, to work with, with the online school market and I'm really delighted to introduce Hugh Viney who is the founder of Minerva's Virtual Academy. Hugh, good afternoon. Hi Angela, great to be here. And you too and I'm going to read a little bit about you so everyone can learn a little bit more about you and then jump on LinkedIn and find even more detail about you. So you are 33 years old and a classic scholar. You're the founder and CEO of Minerva's Virtual Academy, which is a unique online independent school for pupils aged 12 to 18. And Minerva Tutors, one of the UK's most well-known providers of private homeschooling and after-school tutoring services. And over the last seven years, you've had a really hands-on, passionate approach to growing Minerva. And you've helped to professionalise the industry, opening the door to thousands of home-educated children to achieve the support and academic qualifications they deserve. Last year, or the year before now, December 2020, you launched Minerva's Virtual Academy, an online school with a mission to offer a truly viable, affordable and fully online alternative to traditional independent schools. And that was for the very first time in the UK and to offer the British curriculum to also to students and children living around the world. So your education philosophy, we'll be digging into this a bit deeper, Hugh, is to blend tradition with innovation, pupil confidence and multidisciplinary learning is at the heart of everything Minerva does. And your organisations have won many awards over the years, most recently the best market entrance for Minerva's Virtual Academy at the Education Investor Awards 2021. Well, congratulations, first of all. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. It was really incredible way to end the year, actually. Nothing like an award ceremony to G up the team and have a have a great celebration of uh, a celebration of the team and have a great night out with the team. So uh, yeah, big fan of award ceremonies, always have been. And, and the celebrations, obviously, too, very important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> celebrations and winning the awards is, is one thing. It's brilliant, and it's, there's no denying. Or in fact, we always say um, awards only matter when you win them. They obviously don't matter when when you come runners up. <laughs> And it's also great excuse to bring the team together and, and have, a, have a fun evening together to celebrate everything we do together. Exactly. So obviously on a strategic level, we always start with a why for everything we do. What's your why for Minerva's Virtual Academy? I want all children to enjoy school. I see lots of entrepreneurs. They hated school. They sort of left school early. School wasn't for them. That's really rare, but actually that's becoming the norm. Unfortunately, I'm the opposite. You know, I, I loved school. I loved it so much and it gave me so much and I gave a lot back, to be honest. And it was only later on in the founding of Minerva Tutors, my, my first business, um, the tutoring and homeschooling company. It was sort of seven years of that made me realise how many children do not love school, how many children actually hate school, which, of course, makes me sad. If I just say again, um, a simple way of describing it. But the driver is to always do something about that. So beginning sort of from 2016 onwards, we started providing bespoke homeschooling programs so we could give children an alternative to to traditional education. And that's something that we really grew and and expanded on. And what Minerva's Virtual Academy is, is, is something that came out of that because homeschooling 
with a tutoring business can be very expensive. And so the driver for Minerva's Virtual Academy was we wanted to help thousands of more children to enjoy school, which means we had to create an affordable homeschooling product, which, which for us was this online school. So for me, it all comes down to helping kids enjoy school because we're for the 5 to 10% of children that traditional school does not suit. Traditional school makes them sad. Traditional school makes them anxious. And, and, and we can provide a safe and happy place for, for those kids, the sort of 5 to 10% of school where traditional school fails. So, Hugh, what type of students do you have at Minerva's Virtual Academy? A wide range and diverse student population, but, you know, can be categorised into a few areas, starting with children who have mental health difficulties, severe anxiety, depression, or children who've been bullied a lot at traditional school. So we can become a, a safe, safe haven for them, a safe space for them to start enjoying school again, enjoying learning again. Um, finding their feet again, finding their confidence again. Another type of student we have, which is a real growing area, is children who are neurodiverse and um, with special educational needs. And we're uh, not just a safe and happy place for them, but we're a place of no distractions where they can might be easily distracted. We're a place where they can concentrate, where a busy classroom would be distracting and, and disruptive. The third, third sort of category of student is the, the super bright, this highly intelligent children. So, you know, we just, we've just got a girl joining us who's 14 and she's taking eight A-levels. You know, wow. that wouldn't be possible at a traditional school necessarily. Then, of course, is the super sporty. So the talented up-and-coming sports stars or actors and actresses. So that covers children, as you can imagine, elite tennis players. And then we've got Olympic kids doing Olympic sports, swimming, equestrian, fencing even plus some team sports too, so young footballers and, and rugby players. And then, of course, that same category of class is the performers. So so a West End actress is the lead in a West End play, a very famous one at that. You know, she, she goes to our school because it can fit around her schedule. And the final category, though, which is really, really interesting, maybe we could talk more about it, is, is, is becoming the new breed of people choosing online school for, for the opportunities it brings. Because online school means you only have to go to school three or four hours a day, which opens your day up to so many other things. So these are families that have made online schooling a choice because they want to do more of other amazing things. And these are families that travel, kids that explore, talented in music. So that's a really exciting category too. So yeah, a real diverse population of kids, as you can tell. Yeah, I can certainly see the attraction in terms of getting children away who are not suited to uh, mainstream or physical schools into an online environment. How do you meet their needs in an online school? Obviously, there's a lot of concern about well-being and building community in online schools. What Do you have any strategic approach to that? What does Minerva's Virtual Academy do to meet those needs? Yeah, absolutely. So through our years of homeschooling at Minerva Tutors, the most common two questions that parents ask when they call, they call the, they ring the phone and they say, I want to homeschool my child. It's a, I think they're going to be brilliant. They're going to flourish in the homeschool environment. And the first question is, how much does it cost? <laughs> and the second was, what about community and connection? And going back to our homeschooling expertise of, sort of six years with Minerva Tutors, building these bespoke homeschooling programs, cost was always an issue, but so was connectivity. <sighs> With one-on-one homeschooling, it's so hard to get the kids together in your company. So that, that we really tried to address that when we built Minerva's Virtual Academy, not only making an affordable homeschooling solution, but an, a homeschooling solution that connects our kids. And how do we do that? In several ways. 
firstly, our live lessons are highly interactive and the kids come together to discuss and debate the subjects that they're interested in, they're passionate about. And I'll come to that in a second when you maybe want to talk about our model. But further than that, we're built on four pillars, I say, and I'll come to all four in a second. But the fourth pillar is community. And that means we have we try to reflect the community of a traditional independent school in the best possible way through assemblies every Monday, which are amazing. Sort of kids get to celebrate the school, celebrate each other. And of course, important announcements to make. And obviously yesterday was all about International Women's Day. Last week, the assembly was about the war in Ukraine. But on top of that, with our community, our fourth pillar, there is compulsory well-being sessions. There are after-school clubs. There are hangout zones for the kids just to connect and hang out. There's a community for the parents where they can swap kids' numbers and emails, which has been just, it's just taken off. So all these kids are meeting up online, gaming together, etc. But also, more importantly, I think addressing some of your concerns or concerns of parents, they're meeting up in person too on their own accord meeting up in person because we facilitated that. But secondly, we get the kids together. So twice this term already, they've had a school trip. It was in York. So about 25 kids attended that. And then all the kids into music went to the Royal Philharmonic show last week with our headmaster. And the parents were welcome to that too. So we are an online school, but we're extremely connected with a proudly strong community. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And I I know sometimes I was leading and working in schools of very large numbers of pupils. And it was it was very, very difficult to build that community, even in a physical school when you had two to three thousand students at your school. So I can see the attraction of being able to put them into smaller groups and to be able to kind of personalize what you're doing for them. Sounds sounds really fantastic. You mentioned about the pillars of your school. What what are those? We like to say our school was built on four pillars in a virtual world. The, the first pillar being our virtual learning platform. So this is a bespoke a virtual learning solution for children to log in on their computers and learn topic by topic, module by module, their GCSE and A-level content without the need of a teacher. So that means they can learn at their own pace, in their own time, and is one of the beautiful you know, flexible models that online schooling can be. Now, of course, this is backed up by live lessons as well. So the children also attend live lessons, which is our second pillar, which is collaborative learning. Children attend live lessons to back up the content they have learned on the virtual learning platform. And those live lessons are obviously taught by brilliant, qualified subject teachers. And the live lessons often because the children have done lots of the content already on the virtual learning platform. They come to the lessons with questions to be asked or opinions to be given. So the live lessons are really interactive and discursive. Our third pillar, and this is probably the most crucial to our model, is mentorship. So we provide every student with a one-on-one mentor once a fortnight. So that's 18 times in a school year, they get a one-on-one mentor, which is crucial to our model because of course, we are asking teenagers to learn on their own lots of the time. And some of them may not always find that easy. So, So crucially to our model, the mentor makes sure they are keeping on track with their academic studies by checking their work on the virtual learning platform, which obviously gives us loads of data. But on top of that, the mentor once a fortnight can check on not just the academic progress of the pupil, but their well-being, which is crucial, and their, their connection to, to the school community. How are they getting on in school life? Okay, that is crucial. 
And what that also does is the mental producers a report every fortnight, which is like a parent's evening in your pocket. A parent can rest easy. They've got this amazing report delivered to them once a fortnight, which I think parents do need in an mm. online school environment. A crucial part of our model is the third pillar, the mentorship. And then, of course, this is all tied together with our fourth pillar, community, where we try to reflect the community of a, of a good independent school as best we can, which I've touched on already. Yeah, I mean, that that makes complete sense from a strategic approach to making sure that there's a very holistic framework for your students. I was wondering if, if I were a parent with my teenage children talking to you or talking to your admissions team, would you be looking for a certain type of, of child? Because obviously learner-directed or self-directed learning has traditionally been felt to be an ideal we should all aspire to, but that only some teenagers can really achieve what are your thoughts on that i completely agree and being 100 honest there's no way any child could attend a school like ours it's not mm. for everyone i think i'd say it's for more than you think of course we have children across those five categories i mentioned earlier with mental health neurodiverse hyper intelligent sporty slash drama and then the kind of new modern modern online schooler a good amount of great discipline and a confident and comfortable with, with self-learning, self-directed learning. But there's, there's plenty that aren't. And we're trying to help as many children as possible for those reasons I explained. We want them to be happy in their education and we want them to feel confident again where traditional school would have failed them. And so we strive to be able to pick up those children too. Mm. And that is where the mentor comes in. So mm. because of the virtual learning platform provides this literally, you know, sort of most vis- visible and, and true data on the ch- child's progress as they go, we can catch them very, very quickly if, to see if they're falling behind. We can see, you know, alarm bells ring and, and we can see, wow, every two weeks if the child is falling behind and needs extra attention. And as a result, we're able to give them extra attention with our mentor program. So, and, and that's not just this once a fortnight hourly meeting. The mentor is there at the end of a phone call or email constantly. So we try our best to accommodate those kids as much as possible too. But yes, there'll be a limit on that for sure. And how popular is your school proving Minerva's Virtual Academy? Has it, has it grown how you expected it to grow? And, and where do you see things moving in the next one to two years? Yeah, so we launched December 2020. We had four, four kids <laughs> and uh, 10, on, 10 on a trial. And that was lovely. And, and, and that was in a sort of trial four weeks. And I guess officially launched in January with 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 10 kids, maybe eight on day one. Um, at the time of recording, we're at 150 full time enrolled pupils at the school. So we have grown pretty, pretty quickly, which is incredibly exciting and, and a testament maybe to our model, which is tries, it's an all round model, which might attract homeschoolers and previous online schoolers, but also people who would never, ever have considered online school before. So I think that's maybe where we've hit a sweet spot with our with our four pillars. But we are on track with the growth we wanted. And at the moment, you know, with the introduction of A-levels in September, because until now, sorry, Angela, we support children in years 9, 10, 11, obviously teaching GCSE, IGCSEs, and the first crop of year 11s, a good 30-odd of them, 35 of them are taking GCSEs coming up. So we're very excited. Again, we have our first set of GCSE results. But yeah, looking to the future, we are introducing A-levels this September and we're on very much on track to be at 250 pupils by the end of this year. And we, we do want to keep growing because we believe we can do 
a service and, and, and we can be a support for, for thousands of kids around the world. So I'd say in the plan for the next one to two years would be the introduction of A-levels. So we'll be a full complement from years nine to years 13 and expanding even further abroad with our international community. We currently have children in 20 countries, even as far as China, which is a surprise originally because we had intended to introduce a China-friendly timetable, time zone in a few years time. But we have three children from as far as China attending and they're very happy to attend out of time zone. So yeah, the, the next two years would be to, to make sure our A-level product is fantastic and delivers as well as the GCSE one has, but also to expand further internationally. That's that's really great to hear. And you and I have been talking over the last year or so about the importance of the online schooling market and the surprise for us that other educators are perhaps seeing this as a fad that was a response to the pandemic and that it's it's not really a real option, is it? Because it doesn't meet the needs of students. But what's your feedback from families in yeah. terms of, of their experience? Yeah, I, exactly. So 95% of our, our pupils did not go to online school before the pandemic. And 80% of those who, who've joined in the last 12 months are staying in online schooling, for sure, we know, in the, for the next year. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think that says a lot. They're not yeah. leaving. They're not coming to a short-term solution. Some can, of course. Of course, we, you know, but our, our model's not really for that. I think there's other online schools or or homeschooling companies that, that can help short-term solutions very, very effectively. There's a mass, massive place for it. I mean, actually, mm. my tutoring business is great for that. Mm. Children come to us for a term or two terms. But but I think what we're finding with our school, because parents are, uh, enjoy the fact that it's actually like a real school. It's just, mm. you know, it, um, it's just you can attend it from home or anywhere, in fact, from, uh, from the green room. <laughs> uh, I think parents have realised that in the last year. The whole world population has become Zoom literate, you know, in overnight, really, last year. So they've, there's lots of things going on, aren't there? You know, in a sociological sense or an anthropological sense, they're adapting to this modern world, for sure, and being accepting of the possibility of it. But then their kids are actually experiencing online schooling and enjoying it. And the parents themselves are being satisfied by it. So they're not looking back or not turning back. So I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think it was always going to be like this, but the pandemic just brought everything forward five to 10 years. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. And and for anybody listening overseas who's maybe not aware of the developments in online education legislation and accreditation in the UK, although I'm sure um, most of our international colleagues will be, um, the DfE through Ofsted has introduced a whole new crop of standards for online schools to meet and are actually starting their inspections, I believe, this month with quite a few schools taking part from September. So that really signifies to us, hopefully, that that this is a very important market to provide choice for all families and that, and that education should be tailored individually to needs rather than you going to a school and hoping they're going to be able to, to meet your needs. Yeah, exactly. And very much looking forward to the official accreditation process from Ofsted. We can't wait. You know, it, it couldn't come soon enough. And as you say, Angela, the fact it's happening is a sure, clear sign to the world that online schools are here to stay. 
Yeah, I mean, certainly the schools we've been working with have now got their head teachers, they've got their middle leaders, they're doing middle leadership development, they've got heads of faculty, they, yeah, exactly. they, they are they are as organised, if not more, and, and, and in terms of safeguarding, they're able to kind of see a recording every, every single lesson. So lesson observations and safeguarding become much easier in terms of, of, of seeing what's happening. Yeah, no, much easier. You know, and also, so there's that element with the live lessons being recorded you've just touched on, but also with virtual learning platforms with so much of this education being done asynchronously or, or, or so much of this education being done with children on a virtual platform without a teacher, the beauty is the data that's recorded. You know, you can see in real time how much a child mm. is understanding a course, mm. you know, um, or how much a course they've got through. So progression and attainment is trackable, traceable in real time, more than learning with a textbook, you know, well, sorry, way more, <laughs> infinitely yeah. more. So, so, so there's that to consider too. And, and, and you're right to touch on, yeah, exactly that. Our, our leadership team, our headmaster, Lawrence, has, has led from the front. Lawrence, ex-Wickham Abbey, he's led from the front. He, he was there at the founding of the school, the development of the school, and he's been with Minerva for a few years before that. Yeah, our passionate and fantastic headmaster, Lawrence, leading the way. And just to touch on what you just said, I've just approved the whole year head of year exercise. So we've, we've, we're appointing heads of years. We've, we've just, started, you know, first we're giving teachers full-time contracts as, as heads of department. <laughs> and not that long ago, we appointed our official deputy head. So, and plus the a SENCO team, a fully, you know, a fully functioning SENCO team. And I think that's what you're getting at, Angela, right? That just like a really good pumping international school, that, that we've got a team leadership structure that reflects that. Yeah, absolutely. And and even though quite a few online schools did start in a similar way to you, Hugh, with, with experienced teachers running tutoring hubs, they've managed to be very agile and and do a lot of work to make sure they meet the standards that Ofsted will be looking for when they start their inspections in a very few weeks. So exactly. um, it's fantastic to hear. So Hugh, can we finish on one story as kind of founders of school and heads of school? It's always, it's always great to have a success story from students or families. Is there one family without mentioning names or anything that, or student that you feel has been your greatest success in terms of their moving from a physical school to an online school? So there are so many success stories just in the last 12 months and it's so colourful and interesting and entertaining. Like I said, the amount of kids we've got who've had severe mental health problems and, and, and now they're just flourishing and happy or children that have always suffered at school because of their neurodiverse nature and now they're just flourishing in, in, in an online school environment. But I think one one particular example I'd love to talk about because he was our sixth pupil. So I, I remember the first... 15 by name so he was our sixth pupil and his name is Oleg he he joined us uh, right at the start as you can imagine pupil number six he lives uh, abroad and went to a British boarding school before Covid he's actually from Ukraine his parents got in touch over the Christmas holidays having missed out on lots of schooling having not been able to travel because of Covid and having obviously never considered online school in their lives because, you know, like many parents, that would seem ridiculous. What a joke. His parents reached out and were pleased enough to give it a shot, I think. And he's flourished ever since. And it's been an amazing journey. So so not only is he a sort of pillar of the school community, he's he's a you know, fan favourite, popular amongst all his year 11 peers. Bear in mind he joined in year 10 and, and, and progressed to year 11. 
you know, involved in all the extracurriculars and big name on campus, uh, BNOC, B-N-O-O-C maybe, big name on online campus. <laughs> on top of that, he's a national fencing champion in Ukraine. So, so, so online school has allowed him to flourish in his, in his discipline, in his sport, in his skills. So he doesn't, he's been able to do more fencing as a consequence of online school, um, like so many of our talented athletes, which is amazing. And then more recently, he won an international STEM prize. So, so with his with his schoolmate, his class buddy Noah, who's in Luxembourg. You know, if there's a little flavour of the international student community, like based within their country. That that's it. It's in itself. There's Noah, Noah in Luxembourg, and Oleg in Ukraine, and they and we they amongst some other pupils entered for this international STEM prize through Minerva's Virtual Academy. And the best thing is amongst thousands of entrants from world from from around the world these guys won they call themselves no legs <laughs> uh, pardon Oleg and, and Noah, which which is as its own origin which i won't go into now which it was brilliant and they they won uh, and and as a consequence so oleg's won this stem stem prize international stem prize what does that mean okay his, his their science experiment which they designed and built is being sent to the International Space Station next year um, and launched from NASA. And these guys are getting to go, all expenses paid, to Florida with with a couple of teachers uh, allowed as, as, as the, um, to, to go with them on the trip. So there's a few people covering for that. All expenses paid trip to Florida to see their experiment launched up to the International Space Station. So, so you know, in a nutshell, this, this is a real success story for us. Actually, just to summarise Oleg's success story, is everything being a chap that would never have considered or a family that would never have considered online school before. He's come in and flourished all last year and the beginning of this year for the reasons I explained. But he, but his parents, so happy, they sent his brother to us as well. So his brother, Nicky, joined us earlier in the year. So so maybe that's a testament and a great sum, sum up sum up of, of the kind of impact we're having on these kids and the, the kind of feelings towards online schools that are changing from parents who never would have considered online school before. But of course, they are Ukrainian, as I mentioned, so, so and they're not currently in, in, in the country. They got out and we wish them all the best. Well, Hugh, that's an absolutely incredibly uplifting story and testament, I think, to, to how open and comfortable a school your school is Minerva's virtual academy and really fostering the international mindedness that we all hope the politicians around the world can foster with um, cross-border collaboration on important projects that will will forward us all and and make humans better people and and make us really work together to make a difference so I think on that note there's there's nothing better that that you could say to really be testament to how much of an impact your school is having on the students that are there so I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you so much and to congratulate you again for everything that you've achieved so far at Minerva's Virtual Academy and we look forward to following you and well done Oleg and we hope to see him again in the future. Thank you so much Angela thank you. That's it for another insightful episode with Angela Fairs from Full Circle, and thank you for listening. To get in touch with Angela, check out her website. It's fullcircle-education.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.